in three, two, one. The Bob and Zen Show with Dan Kelly. We're here. All right. Good evening, everybody. Uh, it's Bob Rivers along with Zip Zipfell. And Medicare Ed recipient of the year. I might. Now, I see that. That's your new. Uh, that's your new uh, hook. Ed is what? voice chameleon. I am the radical centrist. Are you the Medicare recipient of the year because you got to see some of the bills that are being paid? <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, I'm just uh, honestly. I'm glad I do not have to pay out of pocket for him. I mean, I have to pay for the supplement. So you got A B C D E. Fuck I've you. Got the whole. The whole schmeal. I asked for Medicare LGBTQ, but they didn't. (laughs) You forgot the plus, Bob. You got to fill those in right. Plus. Thank you. So, uh, well, Zip, and and we don't talk about uh, we don't talk about health too much, but we're all men of a certain age and uh, men of a certain age. Stuff just starts happening. So, you know, um, your pancreas has shut down. And your eyes have been uh, the thing that they've been working on this year. Right. And we don't want to get too deep into it. Well, no, I, I was. Is it part of why you have a blurry camera so that we can't see you? <laughs> I can't head. tell the difference anyway. It looks okay. the same. Sure. I look like I'm in the witness protection program all sure. the time. Get the gra- uh, is no, that a real nose and mustache and glasses? Or is, that, <laughs> is that a Groucho Marx thing? Oh, man. If you took that's, those off and you had no mustache, it would be really crowd. funny. The nicest that's, guy in the world. Seriously, uh, one of the. I was pleased to see that the. Um, treatment that i'm getting from this one eye doctor i'm now seeing uh pharmaceutical tv ads for it ah. so you know i feel pretty good about it it's yeah. also forty eight hundred dollars a pop better like this. injection oh better like this better like this, oh, better like this. <laughs> exactly well so. and and i've done this too i've looked at some of the uh, statements it's that come in crazy the treatment i get my immunotherapy um it's there's a what it supposedly costs, then there's their what Medicare is willing to pay, pay. which yeah. is a and fraction the, of the gap. And then, the, well, and then I have the supplemental insurance, which is called Medigap insurance. Yeah. Do not ever take. Do not ever take promotional phrases to sell you something literally. Yeah. So, uh, for example, uh, Medigap was to cover the gap between what Medicare pays and your out of pocket. That's good to do. Um, and then there's this other plan called Medicare Advantage. Mm-hmm. That's it's the one Medicare Disadvantage. Is it really? It is. Uh, is that because it takes you to the uh, PP? What's it called? And no, it's because it was negotiated by uh, lobbyists with Congress. They said that Medigap wasn't offering you enough choices and wasn't good enough because somebody who was willing to pay lobbyists wanted to, let me guess, make less money? No, it's not less money. No, no, the other way. And so what Medigap does is, is this is the way I understand it, it has these cool features like you could see your acupuncturist. You could get mm-hmm. membership to a health club. Yeah, golden you might get silver a, sneakers. You might get a hearing aid so that you could watch an episode of something or other and understand the words. Matt and, Walk. And then you get hit when you get hit with the big C. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> we didn't know. And so, in other words, it's... Um, remember when they used to call and try and sell you long-distance plans during dinner? Mm-hmm. And they would interrupt mm-hmm. you and go, who's your long-distance carrier? Well, well you know, with Sprint... You could call your brother-in-law in Massachusetts for 
just 30 cents a minute. All of and, the states excluded. Yeah, and, right. And there was all this, you know, all the exclusions because you do that fast voice, don't you, Ed? <laughs> yes, I do. do you remember any of those? I do remember not available in Ontario, not available in any of the 50 contiguous United States. And you'll have to give away your youngest born male son. Right. And, oh, and remember the FedEx guy who was the fast talking FedEx guy? Oh, he was from Michigan, as a matter of fact. No kidding. That's where I learned it from. Yeah, I took lessons from him. Or okay. fast talking man. Anyway, anytime there's small print, the devil is in the details. So, uh, you know, a lot of our audience is already on this stuff, but yeah. a lot of you may be trying to decide. I still have friends call me and go, well, I just turned 65. What do I do? And I basically, I mean, I have to tell them, buy the most expensive of everything you can. And yeah, that you can afford. Because you're not going to live to be 150. And, and one it, prescription will break you. Oh, yeah. And it's, but I don't use that prescription. And there's a plan that does the sleep aid I use really yeah. cheaply. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So remember what, uh, who was the famous hockey player? Was it Wayne Gretzky, the Canadian? Uh, there's lots of them. There's Gordie Howe, mm -hmm. Wayne Gretzky, you know, how many do you need? For someone who doesn't know hockey, it's Wayne Gretzky. So anyway. Okay. What he used to say is, I believe, something like, you don't want to go where the puck is. You want to go where the puck is going, exactly. Going to be. And I remember that. When you're looking at a health plan, don't look at your current health. health. No. <laughs> look at your heredity, you moron. You can look, <laughs> yes, you can look at yeah. the heredity. Yes, what did you die of, Rush? I died. Gosh, it's been so long, Bob. That I, I, let me let me see if I see my records. No, only a gold microphone. Here's the record now. It said I died of verbal diarrhea. <laughs> yes, that. And it went on uh, for ten years, decades and decades. I made millions and millions of dollars. I saved AM radio. I am the savior mm -hmm. of AM radio. I kept so many of those guys employed. They should come and kiss my gold seat. <laughs> I mean the instrument. Driving on the back. No. I'm sure you had great insurance because you wanted all pills covered. I'm well, sure. you know, I had a friend in the White House who uh, saw that I, uh, you know, got a little inside help on my front, and that was uh, that was good. I went out. I had a nice exit. It was famous, like suicide. <laughs> it's really hard to ask a dead Brush Limbaugh what insurance <laughs> plan he had. I know. So, um, really bury the mic. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thank thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Zip. That it, you know, it pays off, and uh, you have a meta gap as well. Just a supplemental, yes. Okay. You know, uh, just a quick thought. When I was in grade school, they used to offer insurance to you in my elementary school. Mm -hmm. And they had a list of the benefits that it paid. Like for a typical uh, a typical cut, like with sutures, it didn't cover at all. Seriously. But if you lost one eye and one arm, it paid like 50 grand. Because I remember my mother. Oh, yeah. Why do I feel like you're hoping? <laughs> No, but it was just that should have been an early indicator to oh, always yeah. avoid insurance. How, how this lost. stuff is written. Okay. That's no play in the schoolyard. Oh, I lost an eye. <laughs> you know, I uh, early on when Zip and I started working together again, I, like when I first reconnected with Zip, which is about eight years ago now, um, you know, we had not seen each other for decades. Uh, I think not Zip despised me for a while, for, with good cause, by the way, with cause, as they would say in, in human resources. And, <laughs> and we started to hang out, and Zip asked me a question. And he said, well, we're old now. Because when you don't see someone for 20 or 30 years, you look at them and you go, well, they got old. And you don't go to reunions. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I know. I'm at high school reunion. I was like, is there a funeral? I, I, I must be <laughs> in the wrong place. And so... So Zip, you probably remember this. 
you looked at me and in your and, and by the way, I've tried several times to have Zip not talk about getting old. You know, there's a lot of people, <laughs> veterans on TV and radio, who darken their hair, get a little nip and a tuck here and there and, you know, and try to pass for still being relevant. And our action stars at 72. Believe me, <laughs> not a picnic. But Zip leans in and he looks at me and he goes. How long do you think we have? And he was like, about a decade, maybe. Yeah. Oh, geez. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. And now it's eight years later and I'm going, let's hope for another decade. So yeah. anyway, so uh, Medicare recipient of the year. We've got some uh, confetti. Well, we would throw it down. That's a good moment. You used to say, no man. I, I do need to get one of those signs. It's It's been so many days since my last Medicare claim or something. Yeah. A little countdown clock in the background. I like <laughs> that idea. Okay. That's anyway, we can't. And, and, and some of that is okay because most of our audience is also surprised at their reunions that everyone is so old. So I guess we just have to live with it. A um, so couple of things. Round is a bonus. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, couple of things uh, tonight on the topic list. It's just the three of us, no guest, but we're going to endeavor to have more guests. Yep. And I, um, I actually came up with a jingle and a slogan for the program. I don't know if I should unveil it tonight. Uh, Dave, our executive director, says that the audio doesn't play in StreamYard in very good quality stereo. It doesn't, does it? Uh to us, it may play fine on the output oh. product. Who cares about us? So give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've talked about, um, well, a little, it's like, I do like several things. I do now this Bob, Spike, and Joe thing sometimes when we had Spike visit us a lot. And I feel like since we started, do you remember when it was? I actually remember exactly when it was. This show. Our, our first recording of Bob and Zip with it's Ed. It's got to be two years. More. More. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Here's how I know. Because I remember where I, <laughs> I remember where I was when we recorded it prior to the pandemic. I was on vacation with the family. We were in Palm Springs and the year was 2019 and it was Thanksgiving. The year was 2019. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, Bob reunites with his old friend Zip, who has hated him for decades. <laughs> so it has been three and a half years. Wow. Yes. Time's fun when you're shagging flies or something like that. It, I mean, it's been fun. But it's also been, uh, you know... Um, it's, it certainly hasn't made any money in spite of the wonderful Patreons who contribute eight bucks a month. I love you all. Um, Absolutely. And in the meantime, podcasting has grown by leaps and bounds. I have, I don't know if you guys even consume podcasts. Oh, yeah. I listened to your, your triumvirate this week <laughs> going at what each other. Oh, you do? All yeah, in, but, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. do you, that, oh, the, uh, oh, do you listen to the all in? I listened to one this week because I'm trying to wean myself from TV, but still remain somewhat, you know, informed. informed. And they, they were just off the hook crazy going at each other. You know, I mean, these guys get into it, you know. Uh, Zip, do you listen to a podcast? Uh, <laughs> usually uh, Dateline. 
Crunch podcast. So you don't listen to any podcast. I do. I know I do occasionally. Do you, you know? TikTok, my good man? I, you know, I don't. But yeah. I do have reels. By the way, um, that's <laughs> you have that in common with almost every Medicaid recipient of the year, by the way, that they, they own TikTok. <laughs> reels. Right. So, so here's the, and again, we started off with how old we are. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I know, I know, here's what's going on. There is a huge sea change in media. And, and it's, I mean, there's always a sea change in media in that. The more things change, the more they say the same, and the only constant is change. So, for example, years ago, let's say 50 years ago, uh, a chairman of the, the, was it the chairman of the FCC? Someone was famous for calling TV a vast wasteland. Do you remember that quote? I don't remember the quote, but I know he fined me a million dollars. <laughs> you remember that chairman of the FCC? Well, that chairman of the FCC just died. And today... Hip, hip. All right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Stern is probably celebrating. Yeah. Today, you wouldn't say TV is a vast wasteland. In fact, of all entertainment markets, the television, um, the the shows, the um, streaming series, okay. you know, when it, yeah. So here's the thing: television is not broadcast towers it's not giving you the evening news. Yeah. Television is pictures on a screen, right? Mm -hmm. We're on television. <laughs> and and by the way, we're in we're on television right now. Mm. We're in the equivalent of the incredible renaissance of music that was created during the classic rock area. We are now creating classic television. When they create a series like The Crown, does that yeah. go bad like no. eggs in the refrigerator for two mm. months? No. Got a great shelf life. That uh, now that we're at high definition. Mm -hmm. this is content that will last decades and perhaps even millennia. And by the way, will the Beatles last millennia? Yeah, yeah. it'll be a curiosity. Yeah. I mean, I don't, however, hear one day, come here, Bob, I need you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we actually reached a quality level in rock and roll with 24 track recordings yeah. and the bands that were filtered through radio stations, music directors, record companies curation to find the absolute best performers nurture the acts like billy joel who may have signed like a six or seven album deal with columbia to develop him as an artist because he was discovered to be one of the great musical talents well now that isn't the way music is pop music is a is it's actually a vast wasteland yeah it, it, the model collapsed you're right um but why did it collapse Greed. <laughs> no, greed is good. I'm sorry. Greed is good. Oh, yeah. 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 Greed is good. I'm a capitalist. I know. So, so you can't use those liberal tropes at me. The, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's greed. If only people would be nicer. No, greed. people won't be nicer. There's various <laughs> kinds of people, and some of them are bankers. Get yeah. used to it. Um, no, so it wasn't greed. Well, what else? Uh, consultants killed him. A lot of it. They're part of greed, so no, they're not eligible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not greed. No, it was technology. Let's be honest. Um, actually, it might be tiny bit greed. Now that I'm now that I'm trying to <laughs> ready fire aim. Yeah. Uh, so what happened is, uh, as the business matured, and everybody played what was safe, mm -hmm. it was still a good business until suddenly distribution 
burst wide open. The internet now essentially has created such a low barrier to entry. If you want to make a song, mm -hmm. anybody can make a song. There's tools now that, you, you know, and with artificial intelligence, you can ask a computer to make a song in your name, and it's a yeah. song. Can you make um, me a Pepsi jingle in the style of uh, Barry Manilow? <laughs> and it would do it. Wouldn't can you do that? Good. Can you do that right now? No, I don't know. Oh, I mean, okay. if yeah. I try and get into, yeah. yeah I only I, have this. And by the way, I will never let an AI sidekick on this show. <laughs> yeah. No way. That person will take over. <laughs> Um, that's the theme, by the way, of the most recent Star Trek series, the Picard series, is that uh, artificial intelligence descended from data uh, needs to be wiped out because they're smarter than people. And we're entering that right now. We're entering a place where within a matter of just a couple of years, not like global warming, which we can pretend doesn't exist because it's you know, <laughs> only going to kill our kids. Um, but things are changing so fast that that model no longer works. So music, in spite of there being more music than ever, no one can find the hits because music is these little groups of people who share stuff. Jordi LaForge, this is why I want you to kill data. <laughs> He's killing music. AI is taking over the entire universe. And I've said this before, but the radio DJ used to play a really important role in selling the music. And the music directors in each city would be presented the best candidates each week to be added. And they would test them out and they would see which songs got responses. And then they would, you know, build a playlist and build um, hit music. Um, nowadays, everyone thinks they can do it with AI, artificial intelligence. Spotify's got algorithms. Apple's got algorithms. And it sucks. Well, it does. Yeah, it's terrible. But <laughs> I have this theory about why it sucks. Why is that? I, I think it's, I think it's scientific to a level and smart to a level to, and it can measure your behavior. It, yeah. But there, there was always um, there was always a thing about research that was the downside. Like research, they always do research and say this is what works, this is what popular with your audience. Mm -hmm. What they Focus would forget groups. to mention is that's what worked last week when we yeah. did the research, and it's ever evolving. So skeptics of research would say that research was seeing what just happened and like looking in the rearview mirror, in the rearview mirror of your car. Right. In other words. Zip, well, Zip would almost do this now. He's so Magoo, but. <laughs> oh, Magoo, you've done it again. If you got in your car and looked in the rearview mirror when you're backing up, that would work really good if you could time yeah. travel backwards. But when you start to go forward, if you wanted to predict where the road is going by the road you just drove on, it would not be very long before you would crash. And, and so, and that's the flaw with AI. So why did it work? so well before well it worked well before because there were actual human beings with guts and emotions auditorium tests as i recall they would do focus groups they would do small groups but it, the the decision was not made by a machine it was not Our made batches by are made in small portions that's but, where but, we get the depth of flavor mm. 
but did they not over the years, especially with classic rock and the rock formats, they used to, they had a habit of testing the same songs. 400 songs. That's how many. Okay. Now you're talking about near the tail end of radio. Hmm. Okay. This is near the tail end. Um, and what ends up happening, and it's partially greed, which is why I gave in to you on the greed thing. What, what happens is uh, radio stations, as they faced more competition, um, they just wanted to play the hits. They wanted to play the sure thing that would get the most amount of people with the least amount of risk. And That's then, the, yeah. yeah. But when a music director in 1990 heard Smells Like Teen Spirit and discovered a kind of music that had never existed before, co coincidentally from Seattle, I was there. There was the hot spot. That there was a, let's try it. Yeah. And when they tried it and people loved it, it created a whole, oh, well, there's lots more bands like this. And then other bands who weren't even from Seattle, you know, uh, the Sorry, Stone Gossard down. Pirates. Remember the Stone Gossard Pirates? Oh, actually, Stone Temple Pirates. Excuse Stone me. Gossard Pirates. <laughs> yeah, so, well, and one gent this talking in, in Detroit used to say right. stuntable pirates. He's that's still yes. fast. Stuntable. <laughs> I'm thinking. Stuntable. Are, yeah. Anyway, all of this. So music was this, in a way, there was a herd mentality of people being influenced just the way the Beatles and the stones influenced each other. Mm -hmm. And, and people had something to shoot at because there was curation curation. If you go into a museum right, and right. all it, you know, all it has is, um, uh, the same well, basically board. let me tell you what the cheapest museum in the world. It's is. Windsor, Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a real museum. Yeah. This was a setup for a joke. Oh, sorry. My bad. That's okay. It'll still work. <laughs> Okay. Cheapest museum in the world is a storage unit place. Yeah. Every storage unit is a museum. However, it is uncurated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and seriously, a good art collection has to has to revolve. Yes, it has forward. to. It has yeah. but someone, again, going back to some human being yeah. who's got taste and has a gut understanding of what's going to work with lots of people has to discover it and it's a gift and, yeah and so now in tv you have netflix you have apple tv you have these entities with billions of dollars to spend and a writer's strike well a writer's strike is on right now but they're making programming that will last millennia yeah and that's what classic rock was and so i, I was leading this back around to podcasting in podcasting now there are so many shows. There are some excellent shows in just about any topic you can imagine. Yep. Uh, I've championed the All In podcast because my son, who's 40 years old, you know, turned me on to it. And it's basically four billionaires sitting around talking about the world and history and what we're in right now. And, yeah. and, and by the way, there's the thing I don't like about them is they worship money. They're all about money. Yeah. But that's what I would expect billionaires to be like. Yeah. And since yeah. I don't True. personally know any billionaires and I can't go to Thanksgiving and hang out with them, this podcast is like that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. We it's can't like, hang with the big boys. It's like hanging and having dinner with billionaires. And, you know, just a, a glass of wine they would order would be a car. You know, I mean, they, they a sweater that Chamath Hala, pa, Pali Hapatia has yeah. 
is um you virgin know, yak virgin yeah. virgin <laughs> yak imported from mars <laughs> yeah <laughs> on one of elon's excursions. and these guys would never fly commercial they fly on no. jets all their own they private have. jets yeah. and they and they meet in france for a yeah. poker game yeah. and and so it's interesting um another podcast is conan o'brien needs a friend great podcast awesome podcast yeah. And his friends are like, he doesn't really need friends. It's sort no. of a, a wry. But it's a, it's a great approach. But it's a great approach because he's basically saying that when we sit down and talk with these people, we're going to have a real hour and a half discussion with David yeah. Letterman, which would not have fit on the late night TV. Oh, and that's refreshing for me. It is. So, Zip, you should try a podcast aside I, I from did, the one I, that you're sitting here in have now. You seen, have you seen Bill Maher's podcast? Not heard about it though. Is yeah. guy is he, goes, he's doing separate from the TV. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what what is, is he called? The Lounge or something? Bill Bill Mars Lounge okay. or something? Uh, but I he uh, was on with Dana Carvey. I'm a huge fan of Dana Carvey, and it was very I funny. So I just actually I did watch that this week. I'm not even sure how I caught on to it, but I did. Accidentally ensnared you. That's the way all <laughs> new media has well, to find you. Yeah. 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 They probably um, found out that you were a fan somewhere and it went into the metrics and mm -hmm. that's how you found it. it well, and, it actually might have been through through Dana Carvey. Looking okay. for a Dana really? Carvey clips. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> so I learned to do my best. We are currently in the at the end of a broadcast radio as we knew it i mean there's still always going to be radio there's going to be something pumped through there yeah. and, and it is what it is just like there's still going to be tv on the tv networks mostly reality shows that are inexpensive to produce not great dramas nothing like that but but here's what's amazing we are in the golden age now an emerging golden age of audio entertainment too bad we're the golden girls who are the male version <laughs> The Golden Girl. Your room, McClanahan. Am I? I thought I was B. Arthur. Oh, okay. No, no, no. He's more B. Arthur. She Who's was B. a Arthur? massive woman. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, just he's, he's personality not wise. Enough, yeah. Personality wise, she was the biggest asshole of the three. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think I, the gorilla I have. Room. I think I have to carry that crown. But anyway, <laughs> probably. What was you? <laughs> With Zip, it's impossible not to make old jokes, by the way. Yeah. Just hand it. Oh, um, what are you doing here, huh? <laughs> but, but here we are. It's a golden age emerging of audio entertainment. And, and most of the audio entertainment has a feature that audio entertainment used to not have. Video. Of that. And, and so, because even if you're in the, if I'm in the car listening to the all in, there is a video of them as well. That's on, on the YouTube. dash. No yeah. kidding. That's not uh, a at all. Well, it's not safe at all, but, um, <laughs> but there's video option. I mean, because it doesn't cost that much more to add video. It's not tricky anymore. as you can see by our blurry images and our lighting issues. Yeah. We don't have money to, well, we don't have money to spend. This on is going it. to be charming 10 years from now, which could be. Yeah. Yeah. Like looking at an old playoff game of the NFL or NBA <laughs> where they're no all blurry. The boards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Zip's got a vintage camera. Yes. You're using like Fred Flintstone's webcam from the computer he used to have with a pterodactyl by the side that would make a boot up noise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, bought, 
It was a gift when I signed up for AOL 28. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Is. Anyway, um, so uh, as far as our podcast goes, um, I was thinking we, I was thinking if we had a hook, mm-hmm. we could make it bigger. Because uh, right now it's just three old guys who used to be on the radio. Listen, size queen. <laughs> How are we going to make it bigger? How are we going to make it bigger? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, well, first off, you need a hook. You need a branding. brand. We need a brand. And you need That's consistency. Yes. And then you have to do something after it's good. Mm-hmm. You have to promote. Mm. You know, That's a, those market. are the faces of people who expect me to do everything. <laughs> no. I totally <laughs> yeah. get it because you're Facebook, not getting paid. If, listen, if you're willing to teach me social right. mark about about all that, I'm, well, I'm willing to put in the groundwork. I, look, I'm ready, fire, aim, guys. So as I mentioned, since November of 2019, three and a half years, we've just been getting together and having a conversation. And and our audience uh, ranges when you add up the three. Uh, the two YouTube channels, the three Facebook channels, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and all the different places it's heard. You forgot it, Twitter. <laughs> uh, we don't do Twitter. Not um, yet. But well, can. because it's short form, but yeah. I'll get to that. No, 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 it's getting long form now. Yeah, everybody's getting everything, by the way. Yeah. Hey, we're a, hair, we're a hair salon and a TV network. <laughs> <laughs> but every cut looks like a tower. You know, when you think about it, <laughs> Apple was a computer company. Yeah. Not a television network. And now Apple TV is the elite high-end television network. Many of its shows are better than anything on any other network. Mm-hmm. But you got to be in the Apple ecosystem and pay to see it. I, I ran into someone the other day who never heard of Ted Lasso. Didn't know that there was a show called Ted Lasso. Not just didn't know it, but didn't know they were missing out. Sort of like... Back in the day when Spike said to me, oh, the Sopranos last night, you should see what they did to that stripper in the back alley. I know I like that guy for a reason. <laughs> and I was like, what are you watching strippers get murdered in the back alley? He goes, no, no, no. He's like, it's really good. Not just any, not just any stripper. And I was like, legged stripper. I was like, I'm not here. Was it? I can't remember. I, I'm, not, I'm not paying for HBO. Remember? Because back then. Oh, and yeah. I'm, I was already the morning show host, but I was like, you're not getting another $12 out of me every month. <laughs> well, th- those people exist today. Watching oh, yeah. network television, watching reality shows. Some of them are, are going to podcasts because we're free mm. for now. <laughs> I brought a television over to Lizzie's home <laughs> last night. And she said, I don't watch TV. Take it back. Oh. <laughs> You tried to give her a TV. And yes. Lizzie now what, is, uh, refresh my memory, she's in her 30s? Mid-20s. <laughs> What's her right. entertainment? You dog, you. You're such a dog. Mid-20s. Um, Look at that. It's, it's largely uh, TikTok and, and a lot of YouTube. Yeah. You can find anything you need to know on YouTube. Andrew doesn't watch television either. Limited. Yeah, I don't um, He watches screens, which yeah. are television. Yes. And so, um, yeah. Uh, and here's the dirty secret. The stuff that, you know, the shows that come out every night, uh, the, the night shows, yeah. they're all cut up and put on the net for free. And they're not even, they don't care about the live audience who's no. in, tuning in. They care about the clips that will hit social media the next exactly. day. Yeah. And they also care about the writer's strike, by the way, because uh, now they're yeah, so, mute. 
we got to spend some time on that. I know, I know, because you're in that. You're in the union, aren't you? No, we did support. I am in the Screen Actors Guild. I'm not in the right. Writing. I'm not. But in you writing. understand. You understand it's a little bit about the inner so Let's segue to that in a couple minutes. So anyway, to conclude this, um, I've often felt that a podcast should have a catchphrase. It should have a hook, and it should be like any television show. It should have a theme song, and. Um, and we've talked about this before, and I don't know if I've gotten any buy-in from either of you guys, um, but I always feel like our show should be different from every other show in some way. Mm-hmm. Are we? Uh, I think we should each have, you know, um, scantily clad ladies <laughs> <laughs> in the background. Of By the way, you're driving using the rear view mirror toward Howard Stern's <laughs> career. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's Howard Stern. I mean, yeah. back then he had a vision. He that was, was like, nobody else has scantily clad women or, in or, the studio performing sex acts. Or does lesbians. Uh, and if I do, or lesbians. And if I do that and the FCC comes after me, that'll buy me a national and global advertising campaign that I couldn't afford. And they'll give it to me for free. I mean, how brilliant was he? Oh, there's no word. Yeah. Just, Totally. And I remember listening, going, well, we could do nude stock. (laughs) I could do stuff like that, but I'm not as angry as that guy. (laughs) And we did. We did some things. So anyway, so there is a um, there's a thing about the way we talk or way we try to talk that I think is very interesting. And also, I like it when we have a guest on who's really smart. Yeah, because. To be really honest, <laughs> I'm only speaking for myself. Not you, in my not humble opinion, yes. I'm a regular guy. I am not book educated in the sense that you know, degrees piled higher and deeper and things like that. But I feel like over the years for decades, I was able to take really smart people and transpose them down to auto parts store employee language (laughs) or barista or, and by the way, if it sounds like I'm being elitist, no, I always thought that I don't have, I don't have that much intelligence. I don't know a lot, but I have good feelings and good empathy and the ability to like the whole point. I always thought of having an audience was to give them some way of thinking about it that they hadn't already heard 18 I mean, times. I mean, so to me, like when I did my first book report, I don't know if any of you did this, <laughs> but we had an encyclopedia and I copied the sentences out of it and tried to change a few words. Yeah. To me, that's what all political talk is. Well, that's true. Talking points. Yeah. It's just talking points and you pick one side or the other and then you're on that side and it's all phony like, World Federation Wrestling, now the WWE, in that the storylines and the scripts are already, they're already baked in. It's fake. Rupert Murdoch is going, and that's when you'll say this. Yes. And, and, it, has, and it has to be repeated over and over so that it becomes print, rant, yes. fake news, fake news, lock um, her up, blah, blah, and blah. And by the way, that's the same philosophy that made classic rock hits repetition. So not only did you have music directors and program directors and consultants and record companies and A&R guys discovering the best music. They had to come to a consensus to go, yeah, you know what? That 
Bob Seger's pretty darn good. He's like the best at what he does. So he becomes a big artist and Led Zeppelin becomes a big artist and the Rolling Stones become a big artist. And then they have these careers. Whereas now, uh, if a pop star breaks through on an, a a on an algorithm, gangman style or whatever that one was. Gangnam style. Gangnam style. Whatever. Yes. It's not even a real fucking word. So, but if they break through, yes. it breaks through, but there's no career. You never oh. hear from them again. Holy Macarena, Batman. We don't have artists now. We have people trying to game algorithms. Yeah. Or even just putting stuff out there in the algorithm. And the algorithm, by the way, doesn't go. What was that Gangnam, Gangnam guy's name? Uh, oh, gee, uh, William. Can't Hall. even remember. No. Who wrote the Macarena? Uh, they were a big uh, Latin uh, act. Okay. Yeah. Before they. So that's the difference between a hula hoop. Yeah. And a, uh, you know, a thing that's not a hula hoop. Yeah. Now we've got Taylor Swift. This part of me that's not smart, by the way. See, <laughs> that's it. Just letting you know. <laughs> and a thing that's not a hula hoop. You know, it lasts long. Oh, I know the thing I'm thinking of. Mount Rushmore. A hula hoop and Mount Rushmore. Maybe. Uh, so uh, anyway, so I came up with a, I've, I've been toying with this slogan for a long time. And um, Jen no and I. Group. What's that? No, no focus groups. Um, I've actually <laughs> talked. I've talked to a few people yeah. um, about it. We've talked about this phrase before. Um, and I decided to incorporate it into the Bob and Zip show jingle and use it for promotion, because if we start to do some spicier shows with smart people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gomer, I wasn't referring to well, you. Was a <laughs> no, but I was giving you a Gomer cue. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. Yeah, I, I whipped on the ball, Bob. I'm so sorry. No problem. Uh, but anyway, that we could then take brilliant short clips yeah. and put them on the 60 minutes sound effect. Do you know what that is? Zip? The 60 minutes? Yes. The, the 60 minutes watch. sound effect is what? Ticking clock, yes. Come on, say it. Ticking what? What? <laughs> no, TikTok. Oh, oh, TikTok. Come on. See, that's how out of touch I am. Oh, man. <laughs> and the way I look this, look at this is really? we're, we're helping those of you like us who are at the senior center Which playing checkers. Which bicycle horn do I hawk at? We got a herring. <laughs> Um, to, to make some really interesting content and get it out there to people. Cause well, one thing I have to say about our audience, it can, it can range between two and 4,000 people per episode, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but we're not making any money and it doesn't grow because it's essentially doesn't have that fish hook. doesn't have that. We're not promoting it. It's nothing, you know, it's just, it's out there. And so, difference. So it starts with just like the Partridge family. Yes. It starts with a catchy theme song. Uh, TV shows. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. This will yeah. work. And I love jingles personally. Uh, and then uh, the theme song has a hook and a catchphrase. And then we have to live up to it. So you guys know what it is because I sent it to you, right? Mm -hmm. Did you mm -hmm. listen to it? Yes, I did. Yes. No? What do you think? Pleasantly surprised. Yes, <laughs> musical in nature. The dance yeah. beat. Yeah, Bob's been setting. sending sending words to Vancouver again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, 
Uh, so here's the jingle. Let's see if I can play it. And it's just going to be the jingle. We'll dance along with it. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Cold ending too. We love that. Um, yeah, it's better than the first. The first one was "Come on, get happy." That was what I was going to do. <laughs> so, Shirley Jones bus outside. It sort of reminds ours, me. Ours was short. Yeah, <laughs> a, a little of the Partridge Family, but anyway. Um, and you know that expression. We all know that expression. A lie gets halfway around the world before the truth gets its pants on. Which is especially true about now. Never more. Oh, never more true uh, as far as I, I mean, it's always been true to a certain extent because a lie is dramatic, more dramatic than the truth. The truth usually requires a longer explanation. People don't have time. And a lie is fun to tell people because it gets them excited. And so, hear, yeah. yeah, so anyway, I wrote down a couple of lies. Yeah, I wrote some too. I had dinner with Morgan Fairchild. (laughs) (laughs) I actually did. I'm talking about widely believed lies. Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, Not that, you know, Morgan didn't eventually have, that was Lovett, right? What was his name? Uh, Lovett's, yeah. Yeah, John uh, Lovett's the comedian. Hilarious guy. Oh, and you know he got to bang Morgan Fairchild eventually. Oh, I don't know that, no. (laughs) Actually, I don't either. But that I did, be, I wouldn't tell. <laughs> that will be halfway around the world before he yeah. has a chance to deny right. it. That's right. Um, so the hard part of, about being an old white guy, whether you're a voice chameleon, a radical centrist, or the Medicare recipient of the year. <laughs> and, and I've been lamenting this, is that it seems that all we talk about is politics. There's a thousand guys doing that. Well, there's that, which, of course, you, you're you right. That, that It's sort of annoying that you, why do something everyone else is doing? And some of them are smart and have degrees and education and know how to outmaneuver you because they do it five days a week. They're very deft. For five, three or five hours a day. Like, I, I, I wouldn't debate Tucker Carlson. I'd go, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not sure why. I know you're lying. Here's the here's the thing. You might actually like him as a person. Camera. Yeah. That's very true. I like so many conservative friends of mine. Yeah. I have more conservative friends than I do liberals. But but here's the thing. I actually think my liberal friends get lied to just as much. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that they um th- the lies they tell themselves are even trickier uh, because conservative values lends itself to batting other people down, saying you have to work for it. I'm already white and, and privileged. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, you have plenty of opportunity. I'm not a racist. It's just stop coming across my border and helping our economy. You know, and and, <laughs> and by the way, we need more immigrants now. There was a yes, study recently that determined that. Because we've shut down immigration for five or six years, it's it's part of the problem. Now and you we, can't get a worker. 
I know. And, and we don't need illegals. We need to we actually legal immigration has been cut way back because that was part of Trump's brand, um, which is my dick gets its dick off. I don't know what it is. It's not the truth gets its pants. Off. You can walk up to those immigrants and grab them by the. By the way, one of the things I love about this jingle is we can do a ton of rewrites. Yeah. And we could do a jingle for someone else or Very we versatile. do all those mix outs and everything. So. So here's the liberal one. Like the Republican ones are kind of easy because you're a bunch of liberals and I'm a centrist. That's not true. Are you not a liberal? I consider myself a borderline centrist. (laughs) Leaning to the left. I I list. Slight curvature that Bill Clinton has. Yeah. yeah. It's a a little like Peroni's. Yeah. yeah. You do list left. (laughs) I'll list a lot of things. I'll list yeah. the things I'd like to do before I go. It's all it comes list. back to a dick joke. <laughs> I, I consider myself pretty That's much a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I should have, shouldn't have stepped on it. Uh, I consider myself uh, similar to you, but leaning more right. And not because I lean right, but because it's needed. Uh, oh. To me, the stupidest people in the world are liberals who have absolutely zero empathy for the 40 percent of people who don't think the way they do, mm-hmm. uh, because it's useless. You cannot accomplish anything. It's also uh, biting the hand that feeds you in a way, isn't it? Um, say more. Well, it's like people are all up in arms about people who are successful, have money and corporations. Well, guess what? They also provided yes. your parents with the jobs that put a yeah. roof over your head. And formerly pensions. Let's not bring that up. (laughs) Yes. In fact, um, the analogy I use to what you're saying is that if if the United States was a bald eagle, which wing do you think it should fly with? The right wing or the left wing? (laughs) No. And maybe that's why Joe got where he is, because he was a guy that sort of tried to hopscotch. He did. And more than the other. And by the way, the 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 line about him lying is that he lies because we can find a quote for him being on either side of centrism over the last 50 years. Yeah, because you're he's a chameleon and you recognize a chameleon when you see (laughs) one. Um, He's a deal maker and deal makers, you know, have to shift position. Um, Compromise. Yeah. Well, you could call it compromise if you want. Horse trading is more accurate. By the way, just before they execute a spy, they say he was compromised. <laughs> nice. That's a word that can have several meanings. Where oh, the right. hell is the bell it when you need it? Doesn't, Rush, doesn't Russia do the, they call it compromat? Or whatever compromat, they yep. When they uh, they basically try to make someone look bad and, and catch them in a lie. Yeah, so uh, that's what compromise is. It's a form of, and, and by the way, it's natural for us to lie. We are not capable of speaking the truth because we are not smart enough. We are capable of instinctively wanting to convince you of something. We can try hard to make it as truthful as possible, but the limits of language and our instincts to act in our own self-interests make it impossible for us to be completely truthful or to not, or to not be prejudiced. Self-preservation. It kicks in. Yeah, it's recognizing felt, that you're. I felt like I was putting some pants on while I was. Saying that. <laughs> okay, so does everybody agree with that? You like the jingle? Is I guess the I love the jingle. Okay, yeah, yeah, slide. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the moment, he loved. By the way, when someone says something, yeah. it means at the moment that's the best they could do. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's what they told me all through school. <laughs> my uh, my sponsor, my 12-step sponsor used to say to me, what's the point of having a mind if you can't change it? That's, you know, that is true. And the ability to shift, it's the, the turgidly set mm-hmm. feet that, that I think uh, sometimes cause the most problems. So, uh, so we're going to, I, I don't know exactly how we're going to do it, but we'll create a video for the truth gets its pants on that. I might get some animation people to try and put pants on a, you know, stick cart, cartoon, yes. Bob spike or, or Bob zip and Ed cartoon <laughs> figures. Um, and, and we'll figure it out, but, but I'm going to actually do something I was scared of doing until we had John Medina on a couple weeks ago. I have a Rolodex of super smart people. Mm -hmm. I have not tapped them for the podcast. You haven't picked their brains. No. And you know why? Um, No. (laughs) Because I'm a fraud and I'm insecure. And in, in the old days, they would book with our booking person because they had booking person would pre-interview them and I would get a bio and I would write questions the day before and they had to drive to the station or unless they were, you know, on the phone, but they had to get through and someone had to put them on hold in the green room. And there was this whole production. It was like eight people running the show. And so when they finally got into the chair, I had this credibility (laughs) (laughs) because you were surrounded. None of which I deserved, by the way, because I was just like, I hope I don't blow it. And no, you did well in your role, though. Well, they they aided and abetted you. Well, and and I had really wonderful conversations with some very brilliant people. Louis Black was great, by the way. Yeah, and so anyway, I thought if we if we make the show slogan, "The Truth Gets His Pants On." And we go to some really smart people and can you teach us about what you know about whatever it is? Um, and if they're promoting a book or gullible or in my Rolodex and, you know, don't mind, um, we could have some really interesting discussions because the three of us talking about Trump losing <laughs> that lawsuit today, it's would, it just wouldn't be unique content. I covered it on a broadcast earlier today. <laughs> All right. What did they say on the uh, right wing show that you're on? Well, uh, they they just said that it was hard to believe that the verdict was the verdict, but the verdict was the verdict. But then you had, you know, my my uh, Catholic friend to, to my left who said, well, you know, uh, they, it's hard to believe that that, that they couldn't. He, he was he was not guilty. So they didn't prove it. The jurors didn't believe it. You know, I said, well. Yeah, you're right. It was an OJ trial, you know, kind of thing. So, all right. Now, let's assume we're putting Truth's pants on here. Mm -hmm. What does all that mean? Everybody knows that Trump is a misogynist towards women. Mm -hmm. I mean. It doesn't mean he raped her. He believes they let you do it. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. I'm not even going to do the second half of that quote. They let you don't even have to ask. They let you do it because you're a star. Was he being truthful or was he posturing for Billy on the bus? <laughs> it would take time to put our pants on. Uh-huh. It would be really fast to just say, I believe this is the thing. You're supposed to say, I believe this or I believe that. Huh. 
based on the preponderance of the evidence you've seen, I would say that most people hmm. believe it happened. What they're arguing on that show is whether it's been proven in court and whether it was worth the court's time and whether it's politics. And one of the things that always drives me nuts is when a politician gets on and accuses another politician of playing politics. Yeah. It'd be like <laughs> me growing a mustache and accusing Zip of having a mustache. It's a fucking stupid. That'd be like me accusing the conductor of the Boston Symphony Orchestra of yeah. conducting. <laughs> Truth gets his pants on. So yeah. anyway, illustrating the concept. But so Trump was found guilty by a. And Not by the way, it, yeah. will it be overturned? I expect. Likely. You know why? Why? Could Trump get a fair trial in New York? <sighs> Likely not. Could Putin get a fair trial in New York? Likely not. Yeah. Where are they going to go? Idaho? I mean, it's going to be a reasonable <laughs> argument. And, and by the way, eventually, it won't be overturned. Eventually, it'll sell up, settle just like the Fox uh, yeah. thing did. All right. So, but let me, I promised to, I promised to attack liberals fairly too. And I don't mean attack. No. See, that was the it's truth exposed. when I said it, but I've, I've modified it now. <laughs> it's not really attacked. Um, the thing that blows my mind about liberals uh, and conservatives is they claim to have values, but the values only apply to the other side. So, for example, if I state a value, and ask you which party, you should be able to answer a, a simple quiz. So pro-corporate, which party? Republican. All right. Pro-worker, which party? Liberals. Okay. Although they've lost they've lost the branding now. They, they, they have. Yeah. Then, yeah. Um, Pro-war, which party? Who, well, that kind of goes back. Over your that. lifetime. Oh, today. Yeah. Republican. Uh, Republicans. Republicans are Republicans. Yeah. Anti-war, which party? Well, it depends on who contributes to the campaigns. <laughs> the, the Democrats. Right, yeah. So you see, uh, like, like we were raised with these fundamental lanes. Yeah. And Republicans weren't pro-war. They were pro they were anti-communism taking yeah. over our country and destroying our democracy. But if patriotic pro-war. Yeah. But if you say pro-democracy now, if you say patriot, which party would you associate that word with? Hmm. Come on. The Republicans. Okay. <laughs> Reluctantly. Um, and if you say um, bleeding heart, well, that's a liberal. Mm. Well, right. Established catchphrase, yeah. Yeah. But if you say pro-democracy, which party would you associate that with? I, I would... I would <laughs> Excluding the last administration, I would say both. It's Leaning a hard left on mine. Because democracy, what does democracy mean? We're actually not a democracy a representative no. republic or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, uh, democracy is this concept to make you feel good, like um, like mother's milk. I don't know where that came from. Wow. <laughs> you better, you well, better get a filter on those fetishes, mister. It's supposed before to be, we roll this puppy out. <laughs> it's supposed to be unquestionably good, which yeah. is why I went with mother's milk. Wow. Even though How I never about, had any. I was I was raised I was raised by a cow good. in Carnation in Carnation, Washington. It was Carnation Instant Farms. 
when I moved back to see when I moved to Seattle, I felt like a salmon swimming upstream to Carnation. And I wanted to meet the cow that nursed me. So here we have a here we have a war. We've now learned how to fight proxy wars. Yeah. And here we have a war in Ukraine. And the lie we were told when it started was that this it was Gandalf. This shall not stand, right? And you could do it better than me. <laughs> this Remember? shall not stand. Yeah. 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 And we were told in this in this lively press conference that we were going to inflict so much economic pain on Russia that this would be over quickly. And it became this TV drama like, did they take Kiev last night? And then at, at, all when this first started happening, there were these people with degrees and education and experience who said, this looks like another morass that may go on for years. And I was like, no, no, I watch TV. Biden's got it. He's got to cut them off at the balls. They're not going to get any money. And then Russia's going to give up. And Germans going to join us. And the Germans <laughs> will join us. And, and meanwhile, I was like, but what about China? It's a, it's a whole huge world right now. Oh, China's our new enemy. Why? Everything in my house came from China. Why are they our enemy? This is all part of the truth getting his pants on is. And meanwhile, all the sheepy liberals, and I know I'm going to hear from a few sheepy liberal friends of mine. Oh, yeah. Put up Ukrainian flags in their window like, yeah, at least back in World War II, we sent our women to work in the factories to help with the war effort. You hanging on a Ukrainian flag in your window isn't doing shit. I was the riveter was here. Uh, exactly. So, uh, and each... Each time we're told something by somebody we support, we want to believe it. Yeah. We want to believe. And then when it doesn't happen, it just, we sort of forget. Or Dan Rather shows up and shows, or Cronkite shows what's actually going on, <laughs> as, as opposed to what we've been fed. Give me an example of that. Uh, Vietnam War. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, and Ukraine is the same, except that we're not sending our soldiers. We're simply uh, feeding our military industrial complex, right. which right. is a lot like Seymour. And where did the billions go from the treasury? By you the did way? get that Feed Me Seymour reference? Feed Me, Se feed me Seymour. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> you know, in the old days, I would have had a producer who would have prepared you for that ahead of time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. So anyway, what do you think of all that? What do I think of all of what? The the true you mean the new jingle, the new concept? Well, the, 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 the whole idea that we um, we shouldn't buy in so easily. We should do our homework. Um, it, let's put it this way: humanity is about to be attacked by its own inventions mm -hmm. with artificial intelligence. Um, it was bad enough with military intelligence, which yeah. it was designed to propagandize us, <laughs> yeah. propagandize yes. us. Yeah. Uh, but I just think we need more critical thinking. I think we need to actually make critical thinking more important than reading, writing, and arithmetic. And accountability, maybe. Yeah. Smarter people. Of course, George Carlin would have told us uh, that that's not what they want because right. they want complacent workers and the best candidates don't want to get anywhere near that that field of politics because they can accomplish more in the private sector they're not well, hamstrung the same way 
It's true. It's true. Uh, and I like, by the way, I, I like all of the candidates who piss off their own party, starting with Manchin. And I know he only does it because he's in West Virginia and West <laughs> Virginia is a Republican state. And it's the only way he can keep his job. Yeah. Uh, but I still like, like, you know, a, a year and a half, two years ago when they were trying to, you know, write a mo massive multi-billion dollars more of printing money and spending. And he was like, this is going to exacerbate inflation. And, and he stopped it. Most of it. Hmm. Uh, and that's truth getting its pants on, even if it gets its pants on just because those pants happen to work in that particular situation for one person. Right. Um, but uh, and the and Republicans, you know. I mean, under Trump, I've read that they printed eight billion dollars, but it's still Biden who caused the inflation. You know, that's that's pants off right there. That's pants off. That's pants on fire. <laughs> a liar. <laughs> a liar, liar. Yeah. Because <laughs> bullshit is a team sport. In this <laughs> that is, that's a bumper sticker. I think yeah. we should put that put that All out. Right. Let me I'm play. Sorry, the, let me play the jingle one more time. Let's listen quietly. Now I got to put that to video because us dancing to that is not going to look good for very long. <laughs> yes, follow it up with, with uh, Spandell Ballet. I know this much. <laughs> <Okay. true. laughs> All right, a uh, couple quick topics to close us out. Um, I'm going to recommend a, two TV shows. Um, uh, just a couple quick words about the coronation um, and uh, British, uh, the royal family, British royalty, the monarchy. Monarchy. Uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's always a drama with the monarchy. And it's always interesting to us in the U.S., even though when you think about it, we had a revolution, quit the monarchy to break away, yes, overthrew British rule and have been the most successful country in the world ever since. So invariably, when there is a big monarchy event, Queen passing away new king being coronated there are editorials to read about whether britain should abol abolish the monarchy zip medicare recipient of the year what say you <laughs> oh it's it's part of tradition bob it's the yeah. pomp and circumstance honest That's... answer to all 100 percent truth zip always has his pants on even though looking at that dingy <laughs> basement with all those screens you might think <laughs> something else <laughs> you mean the naughty pine I mean, look do you there? watch porn on four screens at once how do you <laughs> yes, yes that's, it's called naughty pine n-a-u-g-h-t-y <laughs> sure anyway uh so back to your point it, right. it's totally tradition does it serve any other purpose no people live vicariously through it that's okay. the whole deal you silly you know? man and right. it's oh. kelly Don't and, you and kelly canadian and subject of the monarchy Correct. Technically, right? Tech. Well, we have declared independence. It took us 100 years longer than the Yanks, but didn't shed a single drop of blood, Bob. So, yeah. who so tell me what Canada is then. Is Canada one of those countries that's still loosely affiliated with the king? Just Not loosely. Fun? Not loosely. They're, okay. they're, we are the last of the empire loyalists. Trust me on this one. Okay. Yeah. There's a, in and fact, yet, my, one of my sister's friends is the head of the Monarch League in Toronto and greets the royal. She's met most of the royal family. 
And yet, and yet, in the U.S., if you asked ten people, "Is Canada its own country?" they would say yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and we are our own country. We are a sovereign nation, but we we still have, the same way that the monarchy has no actual power okay. in the U.K. So is that like mm-hmm. if I want to open a chicken place and call it Popeyes, I have to be part of the franchise? Is it the same? Are you part of the franchise y- of y- the monarchy? And do you pay them? Or an independent franchise. How does that work? Franchisee <laughs> owned same great burgers. Look, we want her face on our coins, okay? That's... If I have to show you, I will. You know, we've licked our stamps so many times. She's all bald back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I don't think Charles is is the epiphany. I don't think he's the apex of of the the, the greatest monarchy that will ever be. But because of what you know came down with his marriage, which being but the head fortunately of the church, he's old. Yes. Yeah. He, he'll, yeah. he'll 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 be gone. So. This is, he's like one of those popes you hope is just in there yeah. for a little Wait, while. Waiting for the smoke to come out of the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you really dodged the question. Um, yeah. What Why? does being part of the monarchy actually f- like actually mean that affects the lives of an everyday Canadian? Um, we, it's, it's, does Canada pay to be in the monarchy? Do they pay I, taxes no, to Britain? I, I don't think we do. I can't say that with any great authority, but it is my understanding that I, unless we license her image for our coins, <laughs> I like the loony, and I don't well, know I, that I have no idea got a coin called a loony, yeah. you know, but it's got a loony. And I've no, never heard it discussed. I Every day in school, I sang, God save our gracious queen, long live our noble queen, God save Senator victorious, happy and glorious, long to live yeah, over, yeah. the same yeah, way yeah. you sang America the Beautiful. What did, what did you sing in school? What national anthem did you sing? Did you sing America the Beautiful or... Um, what do we sing? Uh, we don't. We pledge allegiance to the flag. Just pledge allegiance to the the Tucker Carlson for which it stands, and and, and one nation (laughs) under under Fox for all. Actually, I don't. Do we even do the pledge of allegiance in school anymore? It's been so long. I don't know. I I don't know that either. We're the wrong group to ask. I don't have kids. I was going to (laughs) say, can I phone a friend, Bob? Would that be okay? Well, I'll just phone Google. Do students? I suspect they may have say that, but... the pledge of allegiance. allegiance. Do American students say the pledge of allegiance? Guess what the answer is. We don't know. We're old guys. We do not know. <laughs> uh, very... No, American students don't have to recite it. Freedom of speech includes to. the freedom not to speak. 47 states in the U.S. Oh, this is interesting. Hmm. 47 states in the U.S. require the Pledge of Allegiance to be recited in public schools with varying exemptions for students or staff who wish to opt out. The 1943 U.S. Supreme Court ruling West Virginia versus Barnett determined that no school or government can compel someone to recite recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, But we can sit you in the back facing the (laughs) wall. (laughs) could find some other way. Like Florida could erect a penitentiary next to your house if they don't like what you believe. Yeah. Okay. But no, it's it's very traditional for us. I mean, I I, I was smitten with her as a, as a kindergartner. You know, she was a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful lady. And the, yeah, the fam- we found out a lot more along the way about how dysfunctional, like every family that they they were not every family, but like a lot of families are, they have dysfunction. You mean the the, the monarchy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, we love them. The thing about the monarchy is it's an inherited job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's not the way it happens for most. There's people. no, you know, guarantee that you have qualifications. Although you're trained your whole life, just like the young Dalai Lamas, they're trying to uh, mm. grow. 
and cardinals wanting to be pope you know you, you but, but they That's choose hard. a pope f- from oh, lots of different pope family people yeah. <laughs> in the monarchy it's just like make some babies quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is it not isn't the entire concept really symbolic as opposed to affecting change for the yes, it, no, residents it, of the uk so yes and no um and I did a little bit of reading about this. Uh, let's see if I have it. Still. It used to be like a military position, though. Well, you're actually the head of the church, and and the military, and the military, yes. church and state. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're talking about power. So why does Britain have a monarchy? Um, they're symbols, but they're also celebrities, like Tourism. musicians, actors, and athletes are in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, the British media is always guaranteed access to an array of events that involve the royals. So it's a, I look at it as a kind of a, as Zip said, it's tradition. A human it's, version of Uncle Sam? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uncle Sam is our king. Absolutely. I thought and it was the, bald eagle, was the bald eagle is his pet bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don King. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Don King Donuts. A little known fact about the monarchy <laughs> is they actually make money as a tourist attraction, even yes, though it's huge. often talked they about really how cost. much they cost. Yeah. Uh, they make money. All right. Final segment, uh, TV shows. I, I just want to alert you to an incredibly great show that's out there. Do I have the platform that it's on? <laughs> that's a great question. I think it's on Netflix, which is I have still the number one network. Yes. I mean, uh, it's called The Diplomat. Have you seen the ads for it? Uh, I've seen the promos, yes. Do you know what it's about? I don't recall. Uh, if, you, I, if you give me a hint, I might be able to run with it. Uh, I just uh, heard about it yesterday from a trusted source. And Lisa and I started watching two episodes last night. And why I'm immediately passing this on to everybody is brilliant, smart writing. It all begins with the writing. Twists and turns. And an actress... Oh, yeah. And that's all he can say. <laughs> part of why she's, oh, yeah. is that I'm old. So at our age now, when you're a Medicare recipient of the year, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the hot actresses tend to be around 50. Well, I'll tell I you hear, what. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 and she's 47. Mm. Um, the, uh, the, show was put together by the same people some of the same people who put together the west wing oh yeah wow and and it stars carrie russell do you know who carrie russell is yes i I know i'm coming up she was she was the wife on the show the americans which was about a russian spy family that was implanted in the u.s um back i guess in the 70s when we were doing spying and she you know, from the first 10 minutes of the first episode, you understood that she would do anything for the motherland. Mm. I'm not going to say anymore because. No, you don't have to. <laughs> and I'm up your land now. Yeah. And, and this is, you know, we're older now. This is maybe 10 years later. And she um, is still, you know, I mean, the first thing, you know, again. Yeah. Truth gets its pants on. I can't believe there's, you know, misogyny is part of our programming. I apologize. 
Um, it's the mating instinct, Bob. That's what it is. It's the mating instinct to survive. Mating is survival, by the way. Because you, at my age, you guys don't have sons. Well, you don't have an heir and you don't have a spare. No. <laughs> <laughs> what you should have been was Barry yeah. Mason, Bob. It's weird. Maybe you guys, if you still have good semen, you should try and donate some. Do you know that, do you know that we had a contest uh, on the radio? Yeah. It was, it was called a jack-off. And this is what you could get away with that sort of thing. Because my host said, ah, you're probably infertile. Or he said, you're, you're nothing. And I said, how do you? I said, you drink like a fish. You smoke cigars. You this, you that, you other, you know. And his lifestyle was a little rougher around the edges of my own. Uh -huh. He said, well, why don't we just test it out? <laughs> Off to Birmingham we go, and they give you a Playboy magazine. They take a sample. <laughs> and we read the results oh, live. You, on you had show. a competition as to who had more active sperm? Correct. Great radio bit. I mean, that's the way. And It uh, is, yes. His sample came back gray. Mine was... <laughs> milky white he had like <laughs> lazy lazy sperm and i had uh, swimmers multi we, we call them yeah yeah lots of swimmers and they and set the record for staying alive at room temperature on the counter at the fertility clinic <laughs> this was during the golden age of radio and i yes, do apologize okay. that, <laughs> but just to bring the show to a classy note close sure. there you go i already thought i was at the edge and then you pushed me off and jumped off after me that's fine <laughs> um I can just shut it off. So, I'm sorry, Carrie. Carrie uh, Russell is an incredible actress. Brilliant. She is hot, okay? As a 47-year-old with a bunch of old creepy guys. that, If you're this far into the podcast, you get it, you know. Um, if you were just seeing us for the first time, I would understand if you never watched ever again. Um, she uh, She's just a brilliant actress, been in many brilliant things. And this is... A little bit like the West Wing. So I'll give you just the setup. She's a diplomat, but she's a brilliant diplomat like the gal who was in Homeland. That was Carrie, too. What was What's her name? The actress from Homeland. Pop culture. Of... <laughs> yeah. I, could, I would love to go. I know. Yeah, we needed to, again, I can grab my, phone. my producer will whisper in my ear. Oh, I don't have <laughs> one anymore. Anyway, um, so so Carrie Russell is at that level. Um, she's the type of diplomat who works in Afghanistan. In fact, she's on her way to Kabul at, yeah. at, at the beginning of this show. I'm and then bad. there's a bombing of a ship, uh, a British ship that takes place in the Middle East. And no one knows who did it. They think it's Iran. And all of the sudden, she is told that her ambassadorship to Afghanistan is canceled, and she's going to be the ambassador to the UK, which she thinks is a bunch of bullshit, because the UK is all about dressing right and the monarchy and looking prim and proper and photo ops and taking a horseback ride at the castle. Stiff up a lip. And she wants to do serious diplomatic work, and there's nothing to be done there. Um, and she thinks it's like a, a bad, uh, job for her, but her husband is also, uh, an ambassador. I think, I don't remember which country, but he's also an ambassador 
And they're married and they have to go to Britain together during this time of crisis. So that's the setup. And I've only seen the first episode and a tiny bit of the second episode. And, then uh, and I'm not giving you any more than you would get from TV guy, basically. Okay. But the writing and the politics are played at a level that's way above cable news, way above, you know, even let's put it this way. It's showbiz. So is politics really that intellectually brilliant? I don't know. Cause it's egos. It's um, showbiz too. It is showbiz as well. So the, the, these characters are written to have a hyper awareness of things that you go, Oh wow. Is that how it works? So the show in, in some ways teaches you where the truth might be actually getting its pants on as opposed to what you're seeing in the news. And the thing about West Wing is there'd be what you'd see in the news. There'd be what each politician would say publicly. Then there'd be the behind the scenes of what was really happening. And so this show looks like a modern day West Wing in that sense. Uh, And and I don't mean to say because West Wing was unabashedly liberal. Uh, I don't mean to say that it picks a side because so far I actually, I haven't seen it pick a side at all. Uh, and Homeland didn't really pick a side either. Homeland was uh, walked that fine line of, you know, not being Democrat or Republican. Which is know. smart. Yeah. It, yeah. If you can pull it off, it's yeah. uh, as a radical centrist, I can tell you it's really difficult. <laughs> what was the other political? You will, have, you will have no friends. They will all <laughs> think you're again. a wuss. Yes. <laughs> what was the other political mm-hmm. show based in Washington that had Kevin, what's his name in? That was up oh, the- you're talking about the... Um, um, and there was Kenneth Branagh's ex-wife played his wife, yes, Claire. Yes, it was the, it's a show that made uh, the network take off. House of Cards. Yes. House of Cards. House That's of right. Cards. This has yeah. a little House of Cards like. Yes, this. yes, very much so. Actually, uh, yeah, more like that even than West Wing. So yeah, it's modern. It's good. Yeah. Uh, so Carrie Russell, she's great. The other show I'll tell you about before we go is a show called Otto. It's a movie. It's on Apple TV. Huh. It well, starts... It starts. Phones, I might have that. Do you have Apple TV? I think because with my new phone, okay. when, once I get it hooked up <laughs> <laughs> to fourteen, no. I'll say this about Apple TV: people love. Oh, look at that! You have a new phone. I know the girl that started it. Kind of Apple TV is Otto the one with Tom Hanks? Yeah, uh, yes, it's no, it's sure. called Otto, and it's it's perfect for the Medicare recipient of the year. Because... <laughs> No, you'll love this show, but it's really good for anybody because it's um, it's about this guy. Tom Hanks is is playing old now and he's old. So who knew he got old along with us? Yeah, Um, he's having his retirement party, but you can tell he's being kicked out of the company. Yeah. And they make a cake with his face on it. And they you know, have a bunch of people there and they can't wait for him to be gone and he can't wait to be gone and he's pissed off and his wife died and he's basically waiting around to die. Uh, it gets even worse than that. Um, he, he uh, should I tell you this part? Yeah, it's kind of actually it's oh, in yes. the no, it's in the opening credits. There's a warning that this show has attempted suicide in it. And yeah. so if that's going to trouble you, you shouldn't watch it. Uh, but his attempted suicide is very much like the kid in Home Alone. Yeah. He's 
facing those guys. His suicide <laughs> goes wrong. He can't even kill himself correctly. Um, but he's a he's a crotchety, pissed off old man. Playing against type, is he? <laughs> um, I, I don't know what he's really like in person. Is he? Well, it, it, he answered that very question. I heard it this week. He said, you know, I, I am not the nicest guy in the world that everybody calls me. I just I'm just normal. And I just do what I would do if I wasn't famous. And I, too, get pissed off at times. And I'm nasty. Most people don't know that. Interesting. But I am. That's what he said. Well, so he uh, in this movie plays this charming guy, but it has some interesting twists. And um, it is if you got two hours and you want to sit with your loved one, um, whether she's the married to the Medicare recipient of the year or whether she's. <laughs> A Gen Zer <laughs> uh, cohabitating okay, with, with a voice chameleon. No, you'll love it. It's a it's a fantastic date movie. That's all I'll say. It's yeah. an amazing date movie, uh, and you know you might cry, you might, uh, but but you'll end up uh, the the way they wrap it up at the end is really smart. Wow, really smart and unexpected. Uh, although I called it, you know, like, do you ever do this when you're with your uh, spouse or significant other and you go, oh, that's going to happen here. And then it happens. Yes. And I called it, but I only called it as it was about to. Ha I didn't see it like you didn't see it coming. 10 minutes ahead. Yeah. I went, I oh, no, no, this is where this character is going to enter. And um, it's brilliant. Every bit of it is brilliant. And it's if it were if if it were 1990, let's call it 1987. This yeah. would be number one at the box office. Yeah, it it's would be event big. event television, as they call it. Yeah. Uh, no, it wouldn't be a. Te it's not wouldn't be television. It would be number one at the box office. Oh, in the box if office. If we're in a really? theater, it's a oh, two wow. hour movie. Yeah. Does anybody it's, go to the movies anymore? No, no. Unless you're trying to get laid and you need to see a Spider Man sequel, there's no yeah, real. I'm gonna reason. say outside of the Marvel franchises, yeah. there's nothing in them, right? Well, Lisa and I went because there was a discount time for seniors. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take we up a collection for you. We buddy. actually, I wasn't going to promote this, but we actually saw a coming of age movie called um, God, Are You There? It's Me, Margaret. Have you heard of oh, that yeah. movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that on the movie review. I, I went because Lisa wanted to see it. And I, I don't need to see girls talk, you know, talking to each other about when are their breasts going to come in and when are they yeah. finally going to get their period. It was that yeah. kind of movie. Check back. But it was really, uh, it was also tremendously uh, well done for what it is. And hard. is it an attempt to get young people into the theater or is it an attempt to get old seniors to go, I remember when I was first getting <laughs> pubic hair. I remember those Kotec machines. I yeah. <laughs> There's a line zip. There is, there is a Kotex machine in the bathroom that is, does play a prominent role in this. Absolutely. <laughs> Wow. It's basically like traveling pants. These girls are, yeah. you know, all coming of age at the same time and they form a clique. And um, it, it's it, it, brilliantly the actress who plays the lead in this yeah. at, you know, she's got to be 12, 11 or 12 years old. Yeah, but there's some amazing actors. She is all oh, uh, able to portray emotion. I was just I just kept thinking, wow, this is a child star who's going to have a huge right. career. So uh, anyway, those are our uh, recommendations. Anybody got a last minute? I just want to did you uh, guys follow the story about the, uh, they call him the godfather of AI resigning from Google? Did you see that story? I, I saw that. that. Yes. Yeah, we should talk about that next time. Okay. I, I think it would be. Well, well how about right now? And now that since you just brought it up right now. <laughs> Wait, but this is not like a TV show where we're going to play three minutes of commercials and we'll be right back with what your day looks like tomorrow. How much sunshine and how much wind? <laughs> 
They're so old school. Um, so he resigned, and he resigned because he's afraid that AI is going to destroy everything. He created a monster, and it's out of control, yeah. and we're in real yeah. trouble, essentially. That's what uh, he said. I say you can't fight progress. He was pretty grim, the interview I saw on the Sunday morning show. I, th I think Ooh. they're going to have to build walls around it, but, that boy, I think, there's the, I think that the, the monster's already out of the mansion. Those are the two lanes. You have to choose one of those lanes, folks. Either... Either we build a wall around it and we use nuclear power for our benefit or nuclear power will destroy us all. It's the same age old uh, dilemma. I have no idea what the answer is. Being a radical centrist, that would always be my answer. Oh, he always takes the easy way out. The three yeah. easiest words to say, I don't know. Right. No, they're the hardest words for you two. They're easy for me. Okay. It's a loophole. We're learning. Um, no, but we don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Um, I do yeah. know this. Uh, putting the genie back in the bottle has been has always been difficult. Yeah, and um, anything that improves productivity is sold as being able to make lots of money very yeah. quickly for people who want to be entrepreneurs and disrupt business. So I think, I think what Ed is saying is is that you can't stop it. I watch, um, but I of the but, ten, top ten so. Yeah, but I also agree with, with I think it's very dangerous. I agree with this guy. I think it's, um, you know, I think we'll, in the it's, year 2525, 25, if man is still alive, <laughs> if woman can survive, she they can may find, find, and then it goes, then I love the drum. Boom, 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 boom. In the year 3510. Yes. So it is that song. It absolutely is. And uh, by the way, uh, next week I'll ask AI to make me a song in the style of in the year 2525 using current history and future projections wow. about artificial intelligence. Already, will it, will it work? I've, I've already asked it to write right. a parody song, and it did. Uh, so that'll be uh, when we come back, and we'll also tell you about your day tomorrow, whether you can expect sunshine or not. From around the world and across I the nation. Your on the way. Bob and Zed Show.